Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. to hour number two of Sports Talk Saturday. Nate Geary has the day off. Zach Jones along with you. Corey Griswold hanging out behind the board. Talked a little draft, free agency, what prospects we should you know, really be deep diving in. In the last hour, Chris Trapasso joined me, NFL draft and player analyst for CBS Sports. Coming up in about an hour, Bills beat reporter for Syracuse.com and host of the Shout Podcast, Matt Perino, will also join me to talk a little bit more on the Bills what exactly happened in the last month and a half of the season? What are the biggest takeaways from the season? Stuff like that. We'll keep diving in. Corey, I did mention, though, in the first segment, I want, I want to kind of complain about All-Star Games. Oh, let's hear it. I kind of do want to complain. And not even just All-Star Games, really like the All-Star Weekend stuff. Okay. 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 What's wrong? But like, but like, follow me here. I, I'm almost. I feel like I'm just not the person that should be watching All Star Weekend slash games slash competitions. Okay. And I really feel like most of us are not in that age group. I feel like it's meant for like kids that are just getting into sports, early teens, and then you hit like 16, and it's and, it, and you're done. Well, then let's analyze. Did you at one point care about the All Star game? Any of them? NBA, yeah. I, I typically like the three-point contest, okay. dunk contest, stuff like that. NHL, I'm I'm a little later getting into hockey than I than I would be. Like so I maybe would have liked it back when I was younger, but I got into it when I was like, you know, 18, 19 mm-hmm. rather than, you know, early. Pro Bowl, never. Hated it. I just like the idea that my players on the Buffalo Bills were being recognized. Outside of that, could have gone away. I'm done. Okay. And then baseball. Who whose idea <sighs> was it that we should make this game count? They should have been fired on the spot. That was the litmus test, and no one knew it. (laughs) Baseball's on... I mean, from the league that brought you, we're making segregation our identity for most of its existence. That's a very fair point. Like, I don't know what kind of decision-making I want to trust from that organization, generally speaking. (laughs) Generally speaking. Um, but I, I don't I don't know. I, I just... Like, last night, I didn't get to watch much of the skills competition. I I basically followed it on Twitter. And everyone's like, this is a joke. (laughs) Like it was, it was a ton of commercials. No one was trying, and like, and I don't want to sound like I'm sitting on a soapbox going, "I should have, you should have known." I okay. told you. So as but a, like, no, of course they're not going to try. I do have one criticism from yesterday, and this is coming from me, my actual job that I do here now. Um, there was a moment where they went down to their whoever their master of ceremonies were, and I did not catch any of the names um, at the moment, and she w- tossed it to the in arena announcer before any of the competitions had begun that was just warming up okay and i believe they thought that that was going to lead to like some official opening coming from the in-house system oh no and instead what it was was the person just running the kiss cam so you hear hear every now and then like let's see this smile and then nothing and then just looking at the arena and then somebody and then another time going there it is but you have no point of reference so it was bizarre until you realized, oh, it's 
the thing is still on the screen in the arena on the scoreboard. That's what the voiceover is talking about. But they're playing the audio. They're playing the, the audio of it on TNT. But on TNT, all you saw was just these panning shots of the stadium itself. You didn't have the feed of what was going on. TNT is a nightmare with this hockey broadcast stuff. They're well, a disaster. That is a mistake. I would have made as a, as some working in broadcasting if I was doing a college game for the college radio station. Yes. It is not something I would have done now broadcasting a Sabres game from this station when we broadcast it. And that was TNT. With, like, way more people involved. It was the flagship salaries. broadcaster of the league yeah. in their flagship event where they're trying to sell it. And it looked like they did not know what they were doing. They were so not was, talking was, to each it other. It was everything. It yeah. wasn't even just what was yeah. on the ice. It, oh, boy. Like, so I saw that, and I was like, not for me, Clive. I got to go. This is gonna, <laughs> not this is for gonna, me. This is going to give me anxiety watching that. I do. I get, like, when I see bad broadcasts, like, people screwing up. I'm ooh, no, I because can't. you almost put yourself in, in right. Their shoes. I know, yep. like mm-hmm. I've I have been behind this board when the power goes out at the station. I I have I still have anxiety dreams of like there's dead air and you can't fix the dead oh, air, buddy. buddy that and happened too. Even days though ago. I've done that forever and like we yeah. always figure out a way, but like in my dreams it still gives me anxiety yep. attacks. I will never watch somebody else go through that. And that's what they were doing. Like nobody knew what they were doing. What are they doing? I just I don't know. I just I like to me I I, I don't really find the appeal. I I kept up a little bit with Rasmus Dahlin being in the hardest shot competition just because I was like oh like I kind of hope he doesn't come in last. He's filling in for Tage. Like let's right. see how this goes. And he comes in second. So like he completely blew out everyone's expectations for him. That's great for him. That's awesome for if him. If there's one league that's legendary for improving with. Uh, charisma and uh, character studies. It's the National Hockey League where everyone yes. is about as exciting as drywall. It's so wonderful. watching that whole pregame thing where they're trying to show, look, no, our players really have personalities. See, we're proving it. And no, thank you. No. They have a very distinct sense of humor. It is a hockey sense of humor, but it's like, it's a very dry sense of humor. Yes. And if you don't like that kind, they're the worst people in the world. Like, I, Even if you like that kind, though, it can be like a. You better have good comedic timing or this is going to hurt. Yeah, I mean, like, listen, I deeply respect Canadian comedy, but not everybody's Eugene Levy. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, you, not everybody's got those chops. Like, you play hockey for a living. You are not paid to be a comedian. No. Don't ask him to be. Like, show off the skills. Great. Why is it skillful? Why else does make him do cool stuff? But, like, there's so much downtime yeah. that they attempt to fill with not cool stuff. I just, I, like, I, I could not get myself to even have it on the TV. Like, I literally couldn't. I was working, and, like, so it would have been in the background, but I'm like, I'd rather have Quinnipiac versus Ferrist on my television than that. And it's just, and and maybe I'm not in the crowd. Like, again, like, maybe, you know, as a 24-year-old guy, it's just not for me. Right. Like, like, and to be perfectly honest, like, as a fan of these teams, I would so much rather, and this is the same in the NBA, this is the same in baseball, I would so much rather... They just make a team, and they get a week off. We're also swamped with content. Oh, like, so there's, much. There's so much sports I can watch at any given time that doesn't matter, right? That like there's I can watch. There's football feels like it takes all year long. There's, there is there is no downtime for the NFL. No, and so and there's a million hockey games in a season. There's a million. I, I guess it's my basketball thing too. Like, goes the old, forever. The older I've gotten as well, like I get into more sports. And I, yeah, and we can watch. Every single game, if we want to, yeah. relatively easily now. It mm-hmm. was even ten years ago. It was not hard this. to do that. But I'm into Formula One now. Ten years ago, right? I'm not finding that. I could. I can watch a a racing league with electric cars. Like that's on my TV every now and then. Knife throwing was on Sports Center this morning when I woke up. I'm dying for content. So like, yeah. there's no break, and it's literally an all star break. And then here they are giving me more stuff, right? So it's like I don't know. I don't. I'm not quite sure what I'm supposed to get out of it even if I was interested in it, because of how much stuff there is to take my attention away from it. Nothing in it seems special. I guess that's the thing, too. Is like, is there any really way to fix it? Like you said, there's nothing feels special, yet every event is supposed to feel special. You look at, at the NBA, the dunk contest, the three-point contest. They, you used to only... used to be events, though. Right, because... So, you, like, what happened? You only got game stories. You only got the, the scores in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. And then you only got the broadcast. Yeah. Now, there's so much extra stuff you get. Like, here's what our players are doing. Here's our social media content team. Here's our off-the-ice stuff. Here's, you know, beyond blue and gold. Like, here's all these extra things to see what is happening with the team all the time that you see them in the All-Star game, and it's like, oh, I yeah, cool. whatever. I see that stuff all – I see yeah. it constantly. Sabres do their own skills competition. At least they used to every now and then. Yeah. So, like, nothing is special. 
when they you do have, behind the scenes stuff as well. So like, even if you're somebody's like, I've never actually heard Rasmus Dahlin speak. Like, you probably haven't searched for it then. Yeah, like, are, are they? If they're trying to sell scarcity to me, like you can't see stuff like this anywhere else. Come and watch it. Nothing about sports is scarce right now. No. Absolutely nothing. If anything, it's it's way too oversaturated. Right. I, I get too much content. You want to make the All Star Game cool? Never broadcast it. You can only see it in person. Ooh. This is a live event. You don't get to go. We're taking your phones at the door. You want to see these guys do the thing. You all can only go. You know what it would do? Because like, I mean, this is the thing, too. Like I, I mentioned the NBA specifically of, like, there's almost this, like, mystique about, like, some of the older, you know, all-star weekends, the dunk contest, mm-hmm. Jordan from the free throw line, the Larry Bird, like, talking trash about the three-point contest and keeping his jacket on, like, that would almost bring some of the mystique back of, like, in the very specific city, you'll hear reporters talk about, like, some of the trash talking that would go on. But, like, I also, I just don't know. I, I think for me personally, I just don't want All-Star games anymore. I want, like, Tage Thompson doesn't go because he gets hurt. Yep. I would so much rather week off. Yes. Go on vacation. Go heal up. And this is because I don't care mm-hmm. who wins. Like, the game starts today at 3 o'clock. Could not care less who wins. And these are this is an American thing, too. This is not standard across leagues across the globe, right? Like, the Premier League does not have an all-star game. They just name the players of the year. That's right. it. Like That's it's, it. it's after the year. They go each position. Boom. Player of the year. That's right. That's it. And it, 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 it. You know what it is for. I mean, we all do. It's to make more money, you know, get more faces on the television. That's why the Pro Bowl still exists. Like, it's not a game anymore, but they make it the Pro Bowl games. Hey, this isn't making money for us. What's wrong? Well, maybe it isn't supposed to. Yeah, it's not really supposed to. The like, one question you cannot ask in the 21st century, why isn't this making yeah, money? Yeah, it's just like, I, you know, me and Bulldog on Thursday, because the games were going to be that night, or n- not the, well, the Pro Bowl games, the fun little mini games that they had. We both were, like, you know, looking through the list, like, oh, we're going to watch it. Come Friday, we're both like, yeah, no, we never watched it. Nope. Like, it, and this is our job. Is to watch sports, but I'm like, you can't pay me. me to watch sports? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like, you can't pay me to get, like, sit in front of an All Star game. And I feel like I'm missing something, but I saw last night on Twitter of, like, just everyone just slamming the NHL. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm all right. Yeah. I, like, I, I'm kind of with you. I don't necessarily get the anxiety, but there's a part of me that's like, I just didn't really. I don't need to see guys not trying. Because right. to me personally, like, if, if I was in those, in, if I was in their position, yeah, I'm not trying. Could you imagine if I busted up my knee in the speed competition in the All-Star game? I'd watch it. I don't even know if I'd watch that. I would, <laughs> I, like, I would, I would be really uncomfortable if like, I get a notification on my phone of, like, who was in it. I, I'll just throw it. David Pasternak slams his knee into the wall during the speed competition. Or, or Kale McCarr fell during the right. skating competition. If he goes Joe Thiesman, yeah. like, like, you're not going to watch that? I would be irate, though. Like, as a fan, I don't even care about the Colorado Avalanche. I would be irate. What if, he, if, if he somebody tripped him and did that? Would, now, All pull the Tanya Harding? Yeah, n- well, n- like, if there was, like, during the actual All-Star game or during the skill, whatever they, they mm. do now, I don't even know. Like, if somebody just laid somebody out. Just, like, open I'm a, losing my mind. Open ice hip check, like, puts a guy out for a couple of months, and the dude just after the game is just like, ah, I felt like it. I'm losing my mind. I would freak out the hockey world would come to a grinding halt like if that happened oh right? wait oh and, and but that's it would because like everyone knows you shouldn't try hard you can't do that i remember this you can't a, play hockey this is a few years ago and this is for football but like it, it was the conversation of like how to make the pro bowl better mm-hmm. and like people were talking about like like putting like money stipulations into the game and like they liked like adrian peterson was notorious for this his rookie year going to the pro bowl and like actively like seeking people out to hit when he was running the ball yep and i'm like get out like <laughs> no Absolutely not. Right. Because could you imagine, and like, and this is where, like, put yourself in the shoes of your quarterback's out there, and there's this crazy defensive lineman that, like, is playing this like it's a playoff game, <laughs> and he blows out your quarterback's right. knee. Von Miller just going unabated to the quarterback looking to absolutely murder You're Jalen telling Hurts me right now, in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, you're telling me right now some of the Secret Service wouldn't dip from the president <laughs> to go protect that player? That's right. Are you kidding me? Just a dart ends up in the back of somebody just drop because they're tranquilized from snipers like, on top of them. There's no roof. fixing all-star games. They should just be hanging out, try to get as much personality as you can from the players. Oh, and, and they've activated the electric collar. Oh, he's down <laughs> like, at the 50. Like, I just, I cannot imagine, like, these guys, like, again, like, people are like, oh, like, put prospects in there. Like, they have to really try. But they're even more like, uh, no, oh my, I'm trying to get the bag, baby. I'm not trying, no. Right, I'm trying to get drafted first overall. I'm not trying to blow out my knee or bust my ankle because I'm going to try hard for an All Star weekend. There's not a chance. Yes, it's 
these are all artificially created environments we put people into, right? Yes. Like, we're going to make you play this game that doesn't count. Okay, well, then I am going to respond to being in this spot by not trying because it doesn't count. Mm-hmm. And the thing that really counts, I don't want to miss my opportunity to do the thing that really counts. A very a, a, Like, the way All-Star Games look now is the result of logical behavior. Yes. It's not illogic. It's not somebody not trying. It's like, no, we are all preserving ourselves to do the real thing later. We're do- we don't – this could – really do damage to our chances if something goes wrong. This isn't like going through the motions because you're bored. It is, I don't want to expose myself to injury by putting, by doing stuff. That's why they look start to look like skills competitions, because if you play an actual game, if somebody tries, even by accident, somebody can get hurt. Mm-hmm. It's much harder to injure yourself in a skills competition, except for baseball, when people except do the home baseball. run derby and, like, like guys swing so hard they put themselves, like, they, they threw all out their... They, that was the thing about the home run derby. That guys would screw up their swing. That was the whole thing. Yeah, they're that was the whole thing. No one wanted to do it, or right. coaches so, didn't want you to do it because your swing would be botched for a month. You're right. So, like, even that skills competition still screws you up. It's just, it's. I don't know. I again, I think maybe we're not in the age group for this necessarily. I don't personally have kids. I'm, you know, I'm still relatively young. But it's just like for me, like I've just never been a big like. Also, All-Star nobody, Weekend, All-Star... Nobody asked us. Yeah. Like, nobody asked us what we want. Because if we said what we want, we'd be like, we would like ticket prices to be less expensive. And then nobody's listening to us. Well, I, yeah, I was going to say, you lose them there. Right. Like, we're all broke. Times are tough. I don't know if have seen the news. Like, But, like, can I not pay as much for my muffler? And then we're never going to hear about it. <laughs> so, like, I, I don't... There's We're in this weird spot where, like, we want to participate. We want to watch. We want to enjoy this thing that we all invest emotionally in this community of sports and the people who own it as a product look at us like oh really you want to have emotions about this how about you pay us some more money for this what if we gave it to you in a format that absolutely nobody likes and like we're just powerless to do anything about it really besides not watching just it's it's very weird i just i don't know i'm I'm trying to Turn it into a Twitch stream. Who cares? Yeah, I, like I guess I'm trying to get involved in it, like trying to like maybe watch the Pro Bowl games, try to watch the NHL skills competition. I'm just like I no, like I I would so much rather these guys are just at home hanging out with their families and getting healthy. It would probably be more entertaining for me to actually watch one of those Call of Duty runs that Allen and Diggs and everybody else yes. plays through, where they're just wilding out, than to watch the Pro Bowl. Yes. Like, put him on a Twitch. I want to see Von Miller asleep on a Twitch stream. That would be I that's see funnier. Von Miller asleep on a Twitch stream. That's right. That's way funnier than doing anything else, right? Like, let, let's, let me see them play some Fall Guys. I don't know. Like, put him in a, like, literal. You want to see a skills competition? Have him play a Mario Party game. I don't know. Like, something where. I think the Pro Bowl did that too, where, like, they had, like, a Madden tournament. That, and that was, like, I think. But Madden I isn't even successful. a good game to play. Well, that's, uh, that's, yeah. Like you're correct on that. Open it up. Like let them put them in a spot where they forget that they're athletes for a moment and they're just being normal people having fun. And let's see if that sells it. I think the one thing I really did like was with the NFL, the, the golf competition they had with Mahomes, Brady, yeah. Rogers, and Allen. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I really enjoyed. Do that. it again. Totally fine. Yeah, they're all like Allen's golfing anyway. Most like, most of them like golf anyways. Like in most of these sports, because it's like the one like leisure, still comp- competitive thing they can do in the off season. Mm-hmm. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, just because like even if they're bad golfers, they're probably going to be self deprecating. It's going to be great. Yeah, like that. It's I don't know. They, we are given something nobody asked for, nobody wants anymore. Yeah, I, like I, I think that's the thing too. Is like no one really cares if you go to it. I think it's very different. I think I think that's the thing. Is if we talk to people that actually went to these, they'd be like, no, it's really cool. Like you get to like you know meet these guys and like everything's like really. That's probably fair. Like I said, but on broadcast. television, yeah, then, then don't broadcast it. But like on yeah, television, make it, just, make it exclusive. Make it like if you want to be a part of this, you gotta be here because yeah. it's nowhere else. There is no exclusivity in sports, really. No. Oh God, no. You can get everything. Right. All the games are broad. All the games are too. Yeah, when they are. I've been open about it. I prefer at home or at a bar rather than going to most games. And I'm not outside of hockey. Hockey, I really enjoy going to the arena, but like football, oh, I'd much rather be at home. Don't mistake this for me advocating for the blackout rule. Like no. that's not what I'm saying. Like making it an exclusive when there isn't scarcity at all. Like I can't watch the Pirates games. Like that's stupid. Like they they play a hundred and something games, and I still can't watch them because I'm four hours away. That's dumb. If you want to make one event, and there's no other like it, so the idea that this is actually a scarce thing, 
make it as scarce as you possibly can and make it as exclusive as you possibly can to make people want to see it, to increase that need. Because right now it, it seems like it's every other hockey game right now, and there's a million of them. Mm-hmm. Most of them are boring. Yeah. You're kind of just hoping you, you get the one game that ends 5-4. Right. Just, I don't, I just I, That's the thing is I just don't really think there's a way to fix it. But it's something that we'd like just kind of have to like deal with now because like they're not going to get rid of it because they will make money off of it. That is a fact. Leisure time's hard to come by. Like everybody's working two jobs. Everybody's shot. Like and with the small amount of leisure time you do have, there are so many other options that can make you just as happy or kill just as much time or make it be just as much fun. Especially when you're just trying to get into reading again. <laughs> Good luck, buddy. I know. You know, we put know. pictures in the books now. But like a PlayStation Five. You love, right? Like an Xbox, like an Xbox S or something like this. These machines that you can are less expensive than season tickets. Oh yeah, right. Which like they used to be so expensive. When, like when I was growing up. Yeah, that cost has been transferred to the games themselves. Oh yeah, you want a good game now? You're paying eighty bucks for it. But like, Ooh, try ninety. But <laughs> no, actually. But like, <laughs> you can get four hundred hours out of that stupid thing. Yeah. Like for the top flight ones. And guess what? All the all the NFL players they're playing those with their leisure time. What are they doing? That. That's been my, that has been my favorite thing of like this young Sabres team is like everybody's like, oh, you guys like going out to like, you know, Chippewa no. and stuff like that. They're like, no, we, we go over to like Jacob Bryson and Casey Middlestat's house and we play video games. Yeah, they, that, they're doing the leisure thing everybody else is doing when they don't, when somebody's asking, hey, do you want to spend your money to watch this on TV? No, we're doing what your actual athletes do too. Yeah, just like truly having a stress relieving thing. Exactly. How did we get here? We initially were talking about like the problem with all star games. Now we're like, yeah, leisure time hard to come by. It's, man, it's hard to come by, buddy. It sucks. Oh. Really stinks. Workday should be six hours max, four days a week. We're Ooh, making. I'm I'm a big fan of the four days a week thing. Yeah, we're, people are making too much. Friday money. already feels like a weekend day that is being taken away. The best part about con- the wealth being concentrated to like three dudes is that it's real easy to say they're the problem. So mm-hmm. like, not because everybody's broke. So we can all say like. This is this isn't helping me. It's helping them. So yeah, we'll just cut it back a little bit. Yeah, I'll just take it back. You have like four less cars. Sorry, buddy. But like first four less cars. But like you, if you want our money, you have to give us some. That should be pointed out to the people who are trying to sell us stuff, right? You're trying to sell me an all star game. You're trying to sell me tickets to this. You're trying to sell me tickets to that. You're trying to sell me for my attention. Here's the problem: we're broke. Everybody in this yeah. country is B R O K broke. Well, it's, and it's the same thing with all the streaming services to even get games as right. well. Exactly. It's a. It used to be where it's like, oh, man, I can save some money by streaming. It's more expensive than cable is now. Yeah. Do you see Netflix though? They they pulled that back. It yeah. Was initially going to be the password. Yeah. You were, thing. They were going to shut you oh. down if you didn't. If you were sharing your password, and they pulled it back because literally the entire internet said we will just drop you. Yeah, like we just, I guess we're just going to go back to we're torrent. Gonna, yeah, we'll move on. We all remember it. Yeah, that's right. It's a, it's a fundamental core memory. Dusting off the sacred tones. Oh, what a time. What, what a time. What a, a man, yeah. It was really, it really was the Wild West. You watch Pirates of the Caribbean as a nine year old. You're like, I'm like Jack Sparrow. That's right. Oh, good times. Good times. Uh, uh, watching like so many movies in four, 480 resolution just because that was the stream you got. It was good enough. You know what? It was good enough. It was do. good enough. It was key. That's right. So before we went to our last break, I did put out on Twitter, is this the most important Bills offseason of the McDermott-Bean era? Got some... Of the century. Of the century. Ooh. Why not? It has been like... We're we're 20 years years into the century. Yeah. mm, That's painful. I don't like that one. So got some comments. There's been a few, and maybe, like, do you agree with this? It's the most important one because it's the one they're currently working on. I find that to be a coward's way out. It is. That's that's cowardly behavior. Like, of course it's important because they're working on it, but no, in terms of, better. like, if this one goes bad, their jobs could be in danger. I think that's where this one finds themselves. Yes. We talked about it in the first hour of if they kind of rest on their laurels and, well, Benford's going to go to safety and, we're, you know, Bernard's going to take Edmund's spot and Khalil Shakir will slot right in, and if that goes poorly... I think we're looking at potentially, guys, the seats aren't going to be on fire, but they're getting a little toasty. Again, they're getting warm. The, this doesn't have to be true. It's just where our emotional and mental state is now, maybe. But the offseason feels more about averting the disaster than growing. And that's bad. And I don't know if that's true. They're, the Bills might have a lot of opportunities for growth and might build a mm-hmm. foundation going forward from the actions they take this year because we don't know how it's going to play out yet. Yeah. But it definitely has the feeling of dis- diffusing a bomb. 
rather than and I don't like that feeling. No, like, and I said like I think it's gonna be interesting. I'm excited for it, but you're right. It does have this feeling of. Like that, and I think that's why a lot of maybe like they didn't move off from Ken Dorsey or Leslie Frazier yeah. because to them that almost feels like like you brought up in the first hour hitting the self destruct button mm-hmm. like well now now we're hurtling towards the sun and we've got to get something before we're going to spend five years in the dumpster yeah which wouldn't have been that but it does feel like they're almost having this and it really it's a continuation of signing Cole Beasley and John Brown desperation yeah now for me I'm not I don't hate desperation. You can be desperate. That's fine. Oftentimes, I think a lot of people will make their best decisions when they're pushed against the wall. They have to really, you know, zone in and and make good moves. My fear with desperation is that when you are desperate and you deny it and you ignore it and think, nope, everything's going to work out. It's in my head or or whatever. It'll be fine. That's when you run into the problem. Yeah. And while them signing John Brown and Cole Beasley did show desperation, it also showed them – or also showed fans that they're willing to make moves. I don't think that was really the right way. And now, as the season has ended, and clearly they're kind of just going to run the same group back, I do wonder if that's them thinking, well, if Von Miller was healthy, we would have been fine. You know, Ken, Ken's in his first year. Like, you know, he, you know, Dorsey's going to get so much better. We're going to be fine. And I'm like... Uh, Brandon, your drafts have been shaky at best. So much of their behavior speaks of we're playing the long game and we're adding reasonably and responsibly, right? Even with Von Miller. Yeah, even with Von Miller. you changing out of that and going, well, time to go ap- absolutely as hard as we can now. Like we're switching gears and it's just everything, every, we're throwing everything at it. Yeah. Switching out of that plan is extremely hard to do. Because, oh, yeah. Like once you commit to the long game, you are stuck in the long well, because game. Because especially because you've set building game. blocks to the long game. Yeah, it's a long game. That's how it works. That's why it's a long game. Mm-hmm. So the Bills are trapped there. You are strapped to that long game. And you're not getting out. So every time you come up against, ah, you know what? It didn't work this year. You don't have alternatives because the long game prevents you from having as much versatility as counterintuitively as maybe blowing stuff up would have. Right? The Rams, yes, the Rams have. They have problems with the Rams cap- are like on the aggressive other side. That's right. They're on, and th- there is no, there sometimes just isn't a happy medium. There's one way or the other, and you still end up strapped to something. You just mm-hmm. gotta, you just gotta make a call with it. But the Bills chose long term, so here we are in the long term, and you're along for the ride. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But the problem is, is that because there's no alternatives, and it didn't work last time, you're stuck in that it didn't work. Yeah, and it's just and, and it it. it you know, we mentioned it's you're getting strapped into a roller coaster and the ride's already moving. You can't get off and you just you're hoping it's a fun ride. Nobody wants to hear time will solve it. That's or I, trust the process. That's yeah, that's nobody really one. wants to hear trust a no. trust a process right now. And right in this year, when you have drafted those guys on defense, when you have Shakir there on as a wide receiver on offense, that's trust the process. Is hey he should be better, but he wasn't really played. If you trust the process, you think next year he'll grow. Yeah. It's well, just, you're hoping now. You're hoping. We're going to take a quick time out. We come back. We're going to keep it with football, but also jump into the wide receiver O-line discussion. Talk some names in both free agency and the draft the Bills could be looking at. We're also taking your calls at 803-0550. This is Sports Talk Saturday. I'm Zach Jones. Nate Geary has the day off along with Corey Griswold, and you're listening to WGR. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Saturday here on WGR. Zach Jones along with you. Corey Griswold behind the board. Nate Geary has the day off. We're still taking your calls at 803-0550 if you want to talk Bills, Sabres, all that fun stuff. Today, though, for the most part, we are talking the Bills offseason. Which need is the most important, offensive line or wide receiver, especially on the offense? Or is it other? Do you want the Bills to add maybe cornerback, safety, linebacker, something on the defense? Are you big on the running back? I know Bijan Robinson out of Texas is a big name. A lot of people are somewhat comparing him as just a tad bit slower version of Saquon Barkley. Could be an interesting grab. I'm not there. I'm a Texas fan. I thought I'd have to convince myself more not to take him, but I just, Corey, I can't get myself into the whole take a, take a running back in the first round. I can't do it. What is the worst position outside of quarterback that they can take in the first round where they're trying to sell you? It's like, no, this is the piece we need. Defensive line. I will lose my mind. <sighs> I, I told you I'll e- punch a computer. <laughs> I mean, it would have to be such a physical specimen on the defensive line. Like I would have to hear like generational talent. It would have to be like Jalen Carter or, or Will Anderson. But like, even like then... the two considered top prospects of this draft. You're not getting them at that part. No. So, like, there's nobody there that you can plausibly say would be worth it outside of a need at that level mm-hmm. of the first round, right? Even if it's, you know, even safety, right? Like, you can get safety talent that is your starter in the second or third round, probably, right? You don't have to wait for the first round to do that, generally speaking. I don't think. No. So no, I don't. I don't, I don't want a running back. I don't want a. Are back. we are are we destined though to have that conversation again like last year? Like last year was Brees Hall. It was Brees Hall, Brees Hall, Brees Hall. Talk Brees about Hall whatever we want until the draft. Like I mean, that was the thing. Like everyone that was mocking, mocking drafts, they get to the Bills pick and it was Brees Hall out of Iowa State. They need a better running back. Boom, fits. And we get to the draft and what happens? Kyrie Elam. Again, we don't have to honor any of this. Like oh, no, we, no, no, can, no, 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 we can just like say if we want to like. That's stupid. And then move on. Like, I mean, and then move on. Exactly. Yeah. It's just like, for me, it's like, I just don't, I don't want to have this constant conversation every offseason of like, Bills need a running back. And I'm like, I don't think they really do. I think they can kind of wait. Like, even if you want a Texas running back, Roshan Johnson, he's a bigger back than, than Bijan, and you can probably get him in the fourth, fifth round. Not not the fastest guy in the world, but in terms of if you've watched the Bills with a 5'7", Devin Singletary, 5'7", Zach Moss... He's bigger. He's like six two. Yeah, but can he block? I don't. I don't. Yeah. All right. I, I guess we're at that conversation now. I don't want. No. Listen. I don't want. Oh. Shut up. I don't want any of that. I want it in my life. Get out of here. I just. I can't have it. I don't no. Know. I. I just. If that's really like our, our, our. Like he cannot play because he's not consistent enough pass blocker. Then some of these offensive linemen on the bill should also not be. I swear playing. to God, if we get to the point of the off season during the summer months when everybody should absolutely be relaxing and so i i gotta listen to our station talk about like but can these run can these running backs pass block i will drive in and put c-span on the airwaves and just do it just take everything else off the air just we're, do it. we're not doing it. you're all in timeout you're all in timeout we've gone too far we need we need a reset well i don't want to talk about offensive linemen in this segment i, I do want to talk about wide receivers because for me personally that's where i think the biggest need is for the bills i think the bills fandom is now where cincinnati was two years ago when they were having the conversation of are the Bengals going to draft Jamar Chase? Joe Burrow's teammate. He sat out for a year. Incredible when he was with Burrow. You know, 
not considered a generational talent at wide receiver, just very, very, very good coming out. Or are they going to draft Penny Sewell, the offensive lineman that would ultimately, oh, he'd make them so much better and, and he would give them time to get anyone the ball. Ultimately, it was proven Jamar Chase was absolutely a pick. And there's no wide receiver in this class that is necessarily of Jamar Chase's quality, but that was the pick. And ultimately, their offensive line, while not great, didn't really matter. Guys were getting open, and you were able to take advantage of secondaries because guys were open. I think as well, you have a quarterback in Josh Allen who, the numbers are saying, pass-blocking-wise, the Bills' offensive line was not that bad. I think a lot of that, though, does come from the fact that Allen is so hard to take down. But with that being said, I like the idea of maybe getting some of these guys in the later rounds, two, three, especially because I think the Bills' tackle positions maybe aren't the worst in the world. Maybe they need to fix up right tackle. I'm not 100% unsold on Spencer Brown because of his injury this year, but I'm also not like willing to die on Spencer Brown's actually the franchise right tackle. I'm not there yet. I think Deion Dawkins is maybe our best offensive lineman outside of Mitch Morris, but he has moments where, oh boy, does he look bad? But for me, I think it's wide receiver. And I think namely as well, and for me, it's two points. One, we heard Chris Passel talk about it. It's yak. This Bills team has to get better at not just catching the ball and going down or catching it in tight spaces and not really having anywhere to move. They need to get better at taking a five-yard swing pass or a 10-yard slant, whatever, and turning it upfield and really getting extra yards, making Allen's life easier. Not everything has to be this, holy crap, that's a Hall of Fame level throw that doesn't need to be it. Now, with that being said, I've got, I've just jotted down some names of both free agents and draft guys. Namely for the free agents, though, thinking probably one-year deals. You don't have a ton of cap space, and these guys probably can be can be gotten for one, maybe two-year deals. There are some teams you're going to have to maybe fight for them for, and I think that namely it's not an AFC team, but it is the Chicago Bears. They have so much cap space and no receivers. And they are going to have to probably overpay a bit just to get some of these guys on there. But real quick, for me, the three free agency names I threw down there, DJ Chark, McCole Hardman, and Paris Campbell. Campbell is one I really like. Campbell adds that unbelievable speed element, and he's really had to just deal with a ton of injuries. He had a pretty good year this year, his best by far. But I think really what he does is I don't need a receiver coming into this Bills team competing with Stephon Diggs. I have my alpha. I have my one. What the Bills need is a reliable number two, a guy that also get open, gets open, a guy that also can dominate a defense when called upon because Diggs is being doubled up and they really don't have a great secondary past that. Gabe Davis, I like, I, I don't love. And I think I'm having a really like tough time because his catch rate, his catch percentage is under 60%. I think he's actually hanging around more like 51, 52. That's alarming. And really, the Bills to me never replaced Gabe Davis's role. Davis, for his two years before you know this year and getting that spot, was the third outside wide receiver, and would oftentimes you could really scheme him open. And, of course, he's a bigger body, has a real knack for the sidelines, and just can make kind of the ridiculous catches, but has a tougher time making the easier ones. If you're able to move him back into his third spot while also adding someone like, and and maybe this is my favorite one, is Paris Campbell. You add him with his 4-3 speed, his biggest issue is injuries. But he was healthy last year, he was able to bring it around, and I'm thinking... Now, if you want to, if you get Paris Campbell on a one, maybe two-year deal, I'm okay going offensive lineman then in the first round. Because you got kind of younger. He's 25, turning 26. Can maybe figure that out. He's fast. He opens up the offense more. It's not the rentals that the Bills have predominantly going for in free agency. The likes of John Brown, Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders, where it's like, ooh, they really are here for like one year. And they probably, because of their age and and the wear on their bodies, not going to be able to hold up come playoffs. Emmanuel Sanders was a great pickup for the Bills last year for like six weeks. Yeah. And then just the fact that he was like 33, 34 really started to take a toll. You know, I have have heard like the suggestions of moving Dawkins to the right tackle spot. I've heard him too. Moving Spencer Brown to a different spot and then drafting a new left tackle. But I'm trying to imagine just mirroring everything you do technique-wise as a left tackle and just, yeah, just reverse it. And, like, I can't do that with anything. No, like, I think that's the thing, too. I, it's it's so much harder than 
than just saying it. Yeah, it's so casually offered to just say, like, we'll just have this guy who is a highly skilled technician at what he does that has to work at breakneck speed with mm-hmm. a huge body mass. Yeah. Just have him reverse every single motion he does in the opposite way, and he'll do it just as well as he was doing I just before. don't, yeah, and that's the thing. is like, it, it, it's easier to say, we'll just move him. Can't, like, Unless he has, like, real serious experience at right tackle. We saw as well, going to the back to that Jacksonville game last year, the biggest problem was you moved Spencer Brown away from right tackle. That game fell apart so fast because he went to left tackle and didn't know what to do. His body just was not right. naturally. He's in the wrong position. Now, for me, I think the tackles could be helped out better by better guards. And that's where one person that we asked Chris Paso about was Matthew Bergeron out of Syracuse. And that he's technically a tackle prospect, but most around believe he would be a better guard. And if I think Dawkins, his play will become so much better at left tackle if he's got a better guard next to him. And I think as well, then maybe you have a Ryan Bates move into right guard, and it can just it can kind of all it, it, it all sort of goes in better. You don't need to have five new offensive linemen. Offensive line, the best ones, best units, one or two really good guys with great chemistry across the board. That's how you get the best line because everyone knows where they should be. Everyone knows where every where everyone else is going to be, and they stay. And, and it and it flows. Yeah. And it it perfectly flows. Those are the best offensive lines. Now, if you want a great one, you're going to need like two Hall of Fame guys. That's not going to happen. Hate to break it to you, probably not going to happen. Not in the next few years. The Eagles have maybe the best offensive line I've seen in the last ten years. Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson are Hall of Fame players. After that, it's kind of like just you know piece a few guys together and we're good. Because one's a center, one's a tackle. Like, you're fine. But you can get these guards in the second and third round. Guards typically do not go in the top, you know, rounds. Right. Let alone the top 15 picks. Quentin Nelson was a unicorn. And just him alone made a turnstile, awful, ruined Andrew Luck's career offensive line in Indianapolis to a top five unit. Yes, they got a few new pieces, but Quentin Nelson being an all-pro year one changed that. Not asking for that because I also don't think the Bills have the worst offensive line imaginable. I think their offensive line, though, it just has a few noticeably weak pieces. What if they did have the best imaginable, though? Oh, if they did? I'm a big trenches win Super Bowls guy. Especially since they got annihilated in it in their last game they played. Well, that's kind of my thinking is, like, I'm very big on, like, the trenches after quarterback is, like, the most important thing. Which, is which to be fair, is probably weird why then I'm, like, I'm banging the drum for wide receiver. But for me, it's because I don't think the Bills need to completely overhaul the line. I really don't. I think they need to get maybe one or two more pieces, and they're fine. Like, it would be cool if they just, everybody said, the best offensive line in football is the Buffalo Bills. I don't, it doesn't win them a Super Bowl. Like, plenty of teams have really good offensive yeah. lines and don't well, look, win a Super Bowl. Look at Dallas in the you know 2010 to, like, 2018. Right. They were unbelievable. Their run game, I mean, they, they could throw whoever behind the offensive line. They would run for 1,400 yards. DeMarco mm-hmm. Murray was one of those guys. Yep. They're good for, like, a year. And then if you don't have a quarterback, like you're, you're out of gas. Yeah, but now you got one. Now you got one. But to me, I do look at the Bengals and the Chiefs this year as really the blueprint. Yes, keep the big play, but you've got to become more technicians in the offense. It's got to be closer to highly efficient, kill them with a thousand cuts kind of offense. That's what the Bengals are doing. The Bengals offensive line is that not that much better. Yeah. But they attack zone coverage so aggressively. The last two wide receivers we really loved in this town, mm-hmm. Stevie Johnson, going yep. way back, oh, and yeah. Stephon Diggs, yeah. widely considered excellent route runners. But, that made them available. Potentially, during their times, the best in the league. Yeah. So who coming up, and maybe you know this, who coming up in the draft as a wide receiver is the best route technician? I don't necessarily know about route technician, but Jordan Addison, his best ability is getting separation. Not necessarily fast, not necessarily the biggest guy, but he's open. Give me that guy. And that's my thinking, right? Like, I want to add speed. Jalen Hyatt has kind of become my draft card. They this don't year. need speed. They got it. Like, if you, I don't know. No, I don't they, know. They're fast enough. Diggs is fast enough. Diggs is fast enough, but after that, it, it, it's a big question. Ken, I mean, Kenzie's fast doesn't matter worth a damn. Yeah, like, that's true. You, what you need you is. You need a receiver. You need dudes who are open. D- yeah. And Davis doesn't get all. He doesn't do separation. That's not his thing. No. He's not good at separation. Diggs is. 
And guess who gets the ball? very good. Yeah, he got the ball a million times this year. You know why? Because he was the one who can get open. Get guys who can get open. Separation, route technique. Show me the technician. Show me the dude who's going to break somebody's ankles because they can run the the perfect route. Is getting open early because, I mean, that's, that's the thing to me. Like, Dorsey and the offense has to be in a room going, we need to get more efficient. Not taking the kill shots every 15 minutes, but you looked at those first two games against the Rams and the Tennessee Titans. They were so good because they could just march down the field in like 15 plays. They would kill clock, march down the field. You, it, it was always positive yards, and they'd score. Right. And they just, it, like, after the bye, like, they just went to, we're going to throw the ball deep. And while, I, again, I'm somebody, I don't think the offensive line needs huge changes. I think two pieces, maybe, and you're good. But when you have a bad offensive line and that's your calling card is we're going to go deep. And then, like you said, like Diggs is great at getting open. After that, it's a real question mark and or flat, and that's a no. You're going to run into issues, and it's yeah. going to have to be Josh running around hoping somebody you know comes back in to get the ball. Yeah. And that, that did not happen nearly as much as it has in years past either. That, that was a frustrating part, too, is people were not coming back for the ball like they used to be. Where before it was like Josh Rolla was right, and you knew – he was going to fire that, and Dawson Knox digs. Somebody had come back to the ball and was in perfect position. Yeah, supremely confident in Allen's ability to deliver the football on time and on target. Yeah, you need someone to be at the target. And it's just, I, 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 for me, you look at the Chiefs, or you look at yeah, at the Chiefs as well, and the Bengals. The Chiefs got rid of Tyree Hill, but they changed their offense. They went to all right. We're going to be highly efficient. We're going to make sure we just we can hit guys who are open all the time. The Bengals, Jamar Chase and Burrow, their Super Bowl year, the year they went to the Super Bowl, was, hey, go run a vertical and a fade route, and that's how we're going to score points. In an offseason, they changed because they saw the receiver talent they had and said, I mean, we can do that, sure, but this is probably better. Being highly efficient, getting the ball out quick, don't let defensive lines blitz you, let alone even be able to rush four because the ball is out so fast. If we're going to keep Burrow alive, we have to do this. Yeah. And they did it. And they did it. And don't get me wrong, they'll probably start drafting defense or offensive linemen just to prolong his career, and I think the Bills should as well. I'm, I'm somebody that I... It's also the second most important need to me. They do need to fix it. Allen got hurt in the pocket. But Allen got hurt in the pocket. That's where you mostly get injuries. Yep. When you're running, no one can get a clean hit on you. That's right. Um, uh, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, in the pocket. In the pocket. That's yep. where the danger is. The danger is in the pocket. But if you get the ball out so quick, no one's going to be able to touch him. You know what? Do both. Burrow's biggest problem, truthfully, he holds on the ball too long. They literally changed the offense around to make sure he won't do that. Yeah. And it and it helped them so much. They're not perfect. I think still, talent-wise, they're probably the third best team in the AFC. But they fixed their offense and made it that much better. We're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, we're going to keep going with this conversation of the biggest need. If you want to call in and join the show, 803-0550. And coming up at 1 p.m., Bill's Beat Reporter for Syracuse.com and host of the Shout Podcast, Matt Perino, will join the show to talk more on the Bill's upcoming offseason. This is Sports Talk Saturday. Nate Geary has the day off. Zach Jones along with Corey Griswold. And you're listening to WGR. Talk Saturday here on WGR. Nate Geary has the day off. Zach Jones and Corey Griswold along with you. Corey, I got into some live betting at college basketball. I'm nah, back, baby. Talking. I'm back. Absolutely degenerate action. We love oh. I, I did jump on the Iowa State game, though. <laughs> A sentence never before said I ever jumped, on planet Earth. I jumped Earth. in on the Iowa State game. This is partially our own Paul Hamilton. That's right. An alumni of Iowa State, but also... Two St. Bonaventure guys transferred there as grad students. They're doing pretty well. Oshuna Shunahi and Jaron Holmes. A, to- a totally above-board decision-making process. Yeah, Absolutely. I've been, I've been grad school. You know, I'm studying aeronautical engineering. Could you imagine them going from Oleander, New York, to wherever Iowa State is? Right. Just like... That's a punch in the face of, like, how many people are on campus. <laughs> That's a punch in the face. That's right. I'm telling you, man, I could not have gone to a big school. We love I've, we love college sports. We love college sports. I'm so glad. Like I went to Buff State, loved my time there, made a ton of friends. But like if I went to like a division like a big time division one school, 
I'm telling you, man, I would not have graduated. UB's the it's that you're ta- it's UB basically. It's twenty something thousand students. Like it's they're massive campuses. See, but they don't like I. They're just I not cool. UB, I, I wish UB got more into their sports. Like t- like uh two week or two days ago, Nate Oates got his contract extension in Alabama, six years. Right, doing unbelievable work with that Alabama program. Mm-hmm. I miss him at UB. But like even then, when UB was ranked and like, ooh, are they going to be like a mid major team to make a Final Four? UB like, going to the Pac twelve, maybe. Who's oh, to say man. no? I I was so adamant about them going to the American Conference a few years ago. But like like I'm a Texas fan. I have family from Austin. Like, let's say I went, I went to Austin. The whole thing. I'm not graduating. I was going to be part of the student section and flunk out my freshman year, but have a ball the whole time. See, there's Look. not a chance I would have gone to classes. Like, it's just like I don't know how people do it. Would going to a high priced university like that and flunking cost as much as just getting good season tickets for the Bills? It's close, right? Because like you're taking on student debt. Which one am I having more fun with though? Because about halfway through the bill season, I'm like, this is so cold. I'm not having fun. Right, and every game's indoors if it's basketball, and you get ba- you get basketball and football. Yeah, and, and if, if I and if and I'm down south, I might have to deal with rain. Outside of that, I'm I, and I'm from Buffalo. I'm warm. Mm-hmm. I'm good. So just saying. I don't know, right? Because how much you're out of state tuition mm-hmm. for one full year at Texas? Too much. I'm assuming too much. It's probably too much. You'd think. Maybe. Who knows? You get a scholarship that you never pay and that you totally flunk out of. Ooh, I didn't try hard enough in high school to get a scholarship. So we're, we're going off of my grades as well. And here you are, baby. Look at you. Ooh. Sports Talk Radio in Buffalo, New I York tried on harder. Saturday I, morning. I tried harder in college. <laughs> I, I definitely tried harder in college. Sounds like it. Certainly sounds like it. <laughs> Certainly sounds like it. We're going to take a quick timeout on the other side. We are going to be joined by Matt Perino, Bills beat reporter for Syracuse.com and host of the Shout Podcast to talk a little bit more on the Bills' upcoming offseason and what exactly happened when the Bills got blown out by the Cincinnati Bengals in the divisional round. We're going to do that when we come back. This is Sports Talk Saturday. I'm Zach Jones. Nate Geary has a along with Corey Griswold, and you're listening to WGR. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly 